Michigan football, Penn State football, and several other Big Ten football programs had games in Week 5. Whether they were conference or non-conference matchups, it doesn't really make a difference in regards to today's video. Because the team that I'm going to be talking about today, Ohio State, had a week of rest and preparation instead of a game. This is also known in college football as a bye week. And originally, I was going to talk about what I thought that Ryan Day and the staff and the roster needed to work on and focus on during the bye week, during the extra week of preparation, not just for Maryland, a matchup that I am going to be previewing and making a prediction for this week, obviously, but also preparing for the Penn States, the Michigans, and the Georgias of the world. After all, Ohio State has one of the most talented rosters in the sport of college football, and the expectations at Ohio State are high. Really, if you don't compete for a national championship and you don't beat Michigan, you don't win the Big Ten, your season is a disappointment for Ohio State and their fan base. That's just the reality. Um, before we get any further into the video, I want to thank you guys so much for the support on the channel and for the engagement, the increased viewership, and also the engaging and interactive comments. I really appreciate all of you. Please make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I do more videos about Ohio State football, Big Ten football, Michigan, Penn State football, and college football in general. Something that I love about this sport is its community. A community that has a lot of discourse, discussion, and since there are so many different teams and so many different fan bases and perspectives, you get to learn a lot from interacting with the community. I always learn from those who comment below my videos interacting with them. It may not always reflect whether I like the comment or don't, or depending on my response, but it always makes me think about a variety of different things. Maybe it challenges how I view a different team or my assessment of a certain team or conference. It can be anything. But something that I want your input on before we resume this video is what do you think of Ohio State football so far? What can you offer my community of subscribers if you aren't subscribed? Or if you're a subscriber, what can you offer other followers and me that we may be missing in regards to Ohio State football? And this is really a special question that I'm asking because Ohio State had a bye week. They didn't play. Their last game was against Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat Duke. Um, Indiana, they got beaten soundly by Maryland. Looking at the initial score, the result of Maryland's game against Indiana, a casual would think that Maryland, by the transitive property, is a better team than Ohio State, even though I highly doubt that's the case. But again, I'm making a prediction video on that game, and I need to watch more Maryland film, so subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I publish that video, so you won't miss it. But getting back on topic... Ohio State's a very intriguing team this season, and you could say that for a lot of teams. You can say that for past Ohio State teams, but this team's defense is really good, and I don't think people realize how elite this defense is. This is something that I think I got right 
in the preseason. Now, we're only four games in. We have two-thirds of the regular season left. Um, This opinion could totally flip on its head. Ohio State's defense is legit. Uh, They don't break. They bend, but they don't break. I want to emphasize that. Their coverage is legendary. They can stop the run. The only area in which this defense is lacking, I think, is pass rush. That's about it. And the amount of elite pass coverage that you get from Josh Proctor, Denzel Burke, Davison Igbenosin, um, any player in the secondary, um, Lathan Ransom, the good linebacker play, solid tackling, Michael Hall, Tyleek Williams, Ty Hamilton stepping up at defensive tackle compensates for some of those, I would say, not even concerns, just questions, rather, at pass rush. I don't think there are big concerns for pass rush just because the vast amount of talent there and there is depth at defensive end and everything else is functioning, in my opinion, at full efficiency. So the defensive end room and the pass rush can catch up throughout the season. JT Tuimolau hasn't performed to my expectations in the preseason, but part of that's probably my fault. Jack Sawyer has exceeded my expectations. Overall, though, there hasn't been elite play at the defensive end room, but I think at tackle, linebacker, corner, safety, there's been elite play. I'm telling you, this defense is an NFL elite defense, and I think the Notre Dame game, but also their game against Indiana and against Youngstown State, and also against Western Kentucky, perhaps, proves that. They're willing to bend. They're willing to be conservative. Jim Knowles' defense so far, I haven't noticed much aggressive play calling or overly aggressive play calling from Knowles this season. I think that Ohio State's finding that balance. They're finding the balance between being aggressive, being conservative. It's been a long time since we've seen Ohio State be great at the fundamentals while also having some significant upside. In fact, the last time we saw an elite Ohio State defense, the last time that graced our eyes, was 2019, when Jeff Halfley was the defensive coordinator. And shout out to him, he is probably going to get fired at Boston College, but we'll have to see. That was an elite defense. It had Chase Young, the elite pass rusher, Jeff Okuda in coverage, elite cornerback, and several other elite NFL players on that defensive roster. Jim Knowles this year, his team's been great at tackling. They're great at fundamentals. They're not like a Don Brown defense or Jim Knowles' defense last season where it was overly aggressive and had tons of flashy plays and just, you know, blew up with highlight reels. That's not what this defense is, but this defense is a far superior defense. Last year, Ohio State was known for allowing big play after big play, whether it was against Toledo, a Mac school, or Michigan and Georgia, the two best teams in college football. It didn't really matter. The only thing that changed between games against Mac schools and national title contenders was the frequency at which big plays happened. Through four games against the Notre Dames of the world, who I don't think are national title contenders, but they're the next step below, so still a great near-elite opponent, 
and the Youngstown States, the Western Kentuckys, and Indianas of the world, teams that don't even have a chance of finishing ranked in the AP or coaches poll, and probably are going to get four or five losses at, at best. They'll get many more at worst. We've seen Ohio State's defense not allow big plays through the ground or through the air. And the offense, conversely, has been unable to produce big plays. It's very fascinating. This team is, again, like I said, they're interesting. They're intriguing. They're fascinating. This is not, in the standard view, this is not a Ryan Day team. The quarterback, he's top 10 according to QBR, and he's coming into form. Kyle McCord is. He's looking like a good quarterback. But he's not to the same pedigree, and he's not a part of the same hierarchy that C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields were a part of, or even Dwayne Haskins. Rest in peace. He's not like those quarterbacks. The wide receiver core is at its highest, but without an elite quarterback, they're not going to be producing the same numbers. Tight end is at its peak. The offensive line right now is suffering through years of bad recruiting, yet they're doing their best, and there's still a good, great O-line with near elite, and I'd argue elite potential on the interior. And the running back room is as deep and strong as ever. But yet, because of offensive tackle, because of youth and inexperience at quarterback, and also I think a lack of upside that we've seen in previous prospects, and also for some reasons that I can't exactly quantify or give evidence to, Ohio State's offense is struggling mightily compared to past Ryan Day offenses. But the defense is picking up their slack. I had so many friends telling me that Sam Hartman was going to be this unstoppable Heisman quarterback and that Audric Estime was the best running back in the nation and that Notre Dame's offensive line would just plow through Ohio State's defense and Notre Dame would be able to get big plays with their underrated wide receiver core. Did that happen? No, of course it didn't happen. Now, I don't think Sam Hartman was ever going to be the nation's number one quarterback. He's a great player. I don't think he's an elite player, though, but certainly an elite human being. What he did checking on Riley Leonard after that win over Duke was certainly kind, warm-hearted, and he's an elite leader. Playmaker, in terms of talent, I don't necessarily think so. But nonetheless, Notre Dame has an offense with a lot of potential, and Ohio State and Jim Knowles held that offense to 14 points, yet only managed to score 17 of their own. It's just to think that would ever be the final score of an Ohio State victory on the road or even at home against anyone to a certain degree is shocking. It's jarring. It's a little unthinkable. Even last year in Ohio State's win over Notre Dame, that score was sort of seen as a fluke. I and many others thought Ohio State would hang much more than 21 points on Notre Dame, but the final score was 21-10. to 10. And Notre Dame this season, they have a good defense, they have a good offense. Um, Ohio State, they have a more talented roster, they have a better coaching staff. Ohio State, on average, probably beats... Notre Dame by a lot more than three points if they're able to utilize their talent. And if they played their A-plus scheme, Notre Dame played their A-plus scheme. Ohio State did not play their A-plus scheme against Notre Dame, 
in it. They still won by three points with a comeback clutch win. They have the Buckeyes, one of the best defenses in college football. They're second in points allowed and also points allowed per play. It's in it's nuts. The only team ahead of them in both of those categories are Michigan. Uh, Michigan allows six points per game. Ohio State allows nine points per game. Um, this is only taking into account data from two FBS games, um, two FBS teams playing in a game, pardon me. So Ohio State's game against Youngstown State isn't counted. But these numbers are still impressive. Michigan allows 0.11 opponent points per play. Ohio State allows 0.140 opponent points per play. Very impressive numbers from Ohio State. And Michigan's defense, with how much they returned, was expected to be an elite defense that could compete to be the number one defense in college football. It's another thing that I predicted in the preseason that I'm hoping remains true, just for my own predictions and the fact that I'm a Michigan fan. Michigan right now looks like they have college football's best defense, and I hope that continues. Ohio State looks like they have a top four college football playoff, probably number two defense in the country with the upside to have college football's best defense. If you want to tell me that Georgia has a better defense, are you kidding me? Notre Dame is a far superior run game to Auburn, and Notre Dame did not come close to putting up 200 rushing yards on Ohio State in the same way that Auburn put up 250 without a passing game on Georgia. Georgia's defense has a lot of upside, but they have some serious issues in defending the run, especially against mobile quarterbacks, which wouldn't bode well for them against, let's say, a team with Heinrich Harburg at quarterback. Or Michigan, with J.J. McCarthy showing off some of his speed and mobility at quarterback throughout Michigan's first five games. And for Ohio State, they have the running back room and the interior offensive line, along with the passing game, if it is utilized and it lives up to its potential, to exploit that weakness in Georgia's defense. I think that Ohio State has an elite defense, and I think the evidence in their performances makes that irrefutable. And another piece of evidence is the offense. The offense looks nothing through four games like the 2021 offense, especially. And also somewhat the 2022 offense. I think that their utilization of the run is somewhat similar to 2022's, but the offense is almost night and day compared to 21's offense with C.J. Stroud, Alave, Smith and Jigba, Wilson, and also Jeremy Rucker at tight end. What a legend he was in college. And, I mean, that's when Travion Henderson was a true freshman, and he had a 1,000-yard season. I mean, the offense is literally night and day from that unit. They can't go pass heavy and score nearly 50 points per game on any defense. This, this offense can't do that. At the same time, the defense counterbalances that because 2021's defense, if you could run the football, you would make it a competitive game. Or if you had an offense with untapped upside, like Nebraska's that year, you could create big plays. Um, Penn State's is another example. I mean, that defense was a huge paper tiger for Ohio State in 2021. This year's defense couldn't be any more of a polar opposite. If anything, the statistics 
because of the lack of a great or near elite or elite offensive performance, the statistics probably undervalue Ohio State's defense. If you only score 17 points in a game, I don't care who it's against, it's hard to win in today's college football. Defenses have learned, they've adopted the 3-3-5, the 4-2-5 to counter the spread, but still, with what you have at wide receiver, with roughing the passer, with the protection of the quarterback by penalties and different play calls and new offensive schemes and innovation, it's hard to win by only scoring 17 points in a game. And Ohio State has won games against Power 5 opponents, yes, I'm including Indiana, by scoring 23 and 17 points, a combined 40 points in two games against their only Power 5 competition thus far, and Ohio State's 2-0 in those games because they've allowed a combined 17 points. This defense is ridiculously good. The offense, as I've mentioned already, isn't a typical Ryan Day offense, but it still has elite players, and the rushing attack is sound. Chip Trainum is a beast, ultimate power back, and Travion Henderson right now is averaging nearly 7 yards per carry with 295 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. Mayan Williams and Chip Trainum, are, they also have two rushing touchdown, touchdowns each. Ohio State has rushed for nearly 600 total yards, and they're averaging around five yards per carry, which, to my knowledge, is about a half-yard per carry improvement compared to last year. Now, they haven't played full-on Big Ten schedule yet. They haven't played Penn State's defense or Michigan's defense or... They haven't even played Maryland yet. Maryland will be their second toughest test of the whole season, and the Terrapins are 5-0. and So we'll just have to see. But this team is great. They're 4-0. They have a top-10 win. They still have to face Penn State and Michigan, but those games aren't for weeks from now, and Ohio State has to focus on this weekend's game hosting Maryland at noon Eastern Standard Time. Much like the Notre Dame game, except that game was on the road and against a top-10 opponent, Ohio State will be playing an undefeated team, and this will be another great measuring point to see how good they are and to confirm whether what we've seen in the first four games results in a team that has a great defense and an offense that has a lot to be desired from. Maybe that trend continues, or maybe after the bye week, Ohio State's offense just explodes and their defense continues to play at an elite level, and we view this team as the number one team in America, or maybe the offense looks amazing, but the defense allows some big plays to Talia Tagovailoa and Corey Deitches and Roman Hemby and Antoine Littleton. We'll just have to wait and see. But from what I can gather, this team has improved in each game, and this needs to continue because Penn State's definitely improved compared to last year, and Michigan... Let me tell you something. Michigan last year was the best second-half team in the country. They played dead the first half, and by dead I mean they still played good football. But then they woke up and played elite football in the second half. Imagine that team's second-half performance, but across all four quarters. You have what is probably the number one team in college football, or at least the number two, maybe number three team in college football, if there's a very deep year in, in the college football landscape, which that could be this year. Um, what all the top teams struggling means is either no one's elite or 
there's a ton of elite teams and they're playing board, or there's a lot of elite teams and simply there's more parity in the sport. We'll see by the end of the year what that means. And you can never match up 2019 LSU and, let's say, 2011 Alabama and see who wins. That's just hypothetical stuff. But Michigan looks like a national champion. And Penn State, similarly to Ohio State's offense, but really for the whole team, has a lot of untapped potential. They have a high ceiling that the offense has not even come close to tapping yet. And the defense, as much love as it's gotten from ESPN's metrics and from many college football fans that I know, we still have yet to see their defense perform in a big game. And I imagine that they're not being completely efficient defensively either. They have shown some cracks in rush defense, and they've played some of the most porous offenses imaginable. But Penn State and Michigan are great teams. They're some of the best opponents that you could have on your regular season schedule this year, and Ohio State has them both. And they have Michigan, the better team of the two, from my perspective, and also the team that it's more important that Ohio State beats on the road. If they want to beat Penn State and Michigan, win the Big Ten, compete for a national title, they need to improve every week. Because the defense, let me tell you, the entire defense is a strength of this team. And I especially zone in on defensive tackle, linebacker, defensive back, basically every position except edge and pass rusher. And even that position has evolved and taken steps forward. Remember the Jack position that just completely didn't suit Jack Sawyer at all? Sort of made him somewhat of a non-asset or non-factor? Well, that position's gone, and now Jack Sawyer is playing much better football. And the running back room is deep, the wide receiver room is as deep as it's ever been, and Mecca Igbuka had a great game against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is one of the better secondaries in college football. And Cade Stover's been looking good as well. So there's plenty of strengths on this team. They just need to be maximized and optimized weekly, and the weaknesses need to be shored up. A quarterback upside, I don't know if you can fix that from a talent standpoint, but you can give McCord play calls that better suit him. You can give the offense better play calls. You can put the offense in a better position to win. That's something that Ryan Day so far this year has done that I could critique is he's not adjusting to his roster offensively. Defensively, what Jim Knowles is doing and Larry Johnson, Tim Walton, Perry Alano, and also Ryan Day and overseeing the whole team defensively, I love how they're managing the defense. I think it's perfect. The offense, on the other hand, calling the wide receiver end around with Igbuka on fourth and one, or weird play-action pass on fourth and goal instead of quarterback sneaking it or using chip trainum, or halfback toss on second and long when you know that you stink at running to the outside because Western Michigan and Youngstown State blew up some outside zone plays. Or, look, the play calling just hasn't been perfect offensively, and there's probably more things that other people could critique that I haven't noticed because there are film gurus who exist, and I am not a film guru. I think I've been pretty open about that. But 
the offense can be put in better positions. I think that Ryan Day is sticking to an identity that he wants and being true to your schematics and what you prefer and how you've built yourself and your team is important, but also being adaptable and assessing what you have is important too. And I don't know if Ryan Day and the staff are doing a great job of that offensively. Offensive tackles also a concern. Defensive end play is something that I probably could remove. I'm just putting it as a weakness because in comparison to every other position group on defense, it's definitely the weak link in the chain, in my mind. Uh, Ohio State is not one of the leaders in sacks against Notre Dame. They did not do a great job of getting pressure on Sam Hartman, uh, even at the end of the game. They didn't do a great job of that. The only reason Tui Mo'olau had that huge tackle for loss and that pass breakup was more so due to Notre Dame's play calling. The, the weird play action pass and then the screen. It's like Notre Dame themselves tried to get too cute. And that ended up likely costing them the game. If they just ran, they would have taken Ryan Day's sole timeout that he used to prevent the 10-second runoff on the intentional grounding play. A question that I have for you all, and also for myself, that will be answered as the season goes on, is I think Ohio State's mentally tougher than they were last year, but are they physically tougher? Because even if they're mentally tougher than last year, if they play against Michigan and they still have problems stopping big plays, or they have problems creating big plays, and it's on the road in Ann Arbor, it doesn't matter if Ohio State's mental toughness matches Michigan's if Michigan still has the physical edge, because then combining both of their strengths, Michigan still has the upper hand with home field advantage and with an already built-in schematic advantage. So that's a question that I have that I would like if you answer down in the comments section below, but we won't know for now. It'll, it'll take until the end of the season, likely the last game of the regular season, for us to know that. Finally, in addition to Penn State and Wisconsin, I think Maryland um, and Wisconsin, I meant to say Penn State and Michigan, will present challenges. And Ohio State is one of college football's few national championship contenders. They have an elite defense, and their offense has that upside that just cannot be ignored. I cannot stress that enough. Thank you so much for watching this video and supporting the channel, liking the video, subscribing, and commenting your thoughts down below. I want to give a shout-out to my Patreon sub supporters, Spencer Bringhurst, my All-American patron, and Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale, my All-Conference patrons. If you're an All-Conference patron, the benefit is you get a special thanks, and you join a group of supporters of this channel, which helps this become college football's best community. And if you're an All-American patron or higher than that, you also get exclusive content. Tonight and tomorrow morning, I will be making posts discussing the results of my power rankings and their predictions for Week 5. By the way, against the spread and the money line, the predictions were extremely successful. So if, if you want that extra content and my picks on the spread and the money line, weekly subscribe to the patreon channel remember your support is never expected but it is always welcomed so thank you to those who've ever super chatted me or who are currently a patreon member or even just to those of you who are subscribed 
and who frequently comment. I really appreciate all of you. Have a phenomenal day, guys, and preview and prediction videos are dropping starting tomorrow, along with my top 10 video. Have a great day, guys.